Hello, we are the Voices of Experience, four pals from Toronto, Canada, all of us with quite a few miles traveled already down life's highway. While that may not translate directly into Voices of Wisdom, we can promise you an entertaining half hour of discussion on a wide range of topics of current interest. So sojourn with us for a while. You'll hear a variety of points of view. You'll be amused. You'll be provoked. You'll be stimulated. Thank you very much, Andrew. Welcome, uh, viewers. My name is Al Brown. I'll be leading this discussion today. Joining me with this is Andrew Wood, which gave our introductions, Mario Karyakides, and Sarab Sandhu. Today's topic is a subject that this group has provided a podcast on before. Why are we doing it again? Situations have changed. Anybody who has been watching the news and seen that we're in now in the second wave of this pandemic, and it doesn't look like it's going to end anytime soon. Recently, there has been an announcement of a vaccine. There will be more. But getting that vaccine out where people can use it is going to take months. The best estimate I have seen so far is that by June, we'll be beyond this. But I'm not holding my breath because in the meantime, some of us, maybe all of us, are going to get sick. Today's podcast is about expressing our opinions on this subject and perhaps giving you some advice that you can use based on our own observations. Now, you must also do your own research on this. Look online, find out what you can because this disease is not going to go away anytime soon and you must protect yourselves. Now to start off this discussion, I'd like to ask my, my friends here for their comments with regards to what they think is going on and what they think they should be doing. Mario, give us your words. Well, thank you very much, Al, and welcome everybody. And uh, just a little, uh, if you're wondering why we're wearing this, uh, we're filming this on uh, the Canadian Remembrance Day. Uh, so I'd just like to uh, put out a shout to all the veterans out there who gave their lives uh, for our freedom. And this is exactly what a lot of people are doing these days too with the pandemic too. A lot of people are dying uh, and we're trying to figure out as best we can how to survive uh, through, uh, I would say something that is close to being a, a war for the generation that hasn't ever experienced a war uh, before. Uh, we're having mass deaths all over the world because of this. And we are in the second wave of the pandemic and things definitely have changed as Al Brown have said to the point where societies are starting again to consider lockdowns and, uh, and trying to take drastic uh, steps that could affect economic uh, welfare of people uh, and societies in general. And uh, we need to protect ourselves uh, from this and it goes beyond the masks that we're gonna be talking about. And, and uh, there, there are ways of, of us behaving and also observing our lifestyle a little bit better to, to protect ourselves. I'm gonna leave it at that right now because I don't wanna take too much time and we can kind of carry on to the conversation afterwards. Uh, Andrew? Andrew, give yeah. us your thoughts. Yeah, well, gosh, it's been quite a ride, hasn't it? Since last February, March, and, uh, and now if anything, it's ramping up. 
society is between the classic rock and a hard place. And right now the virus is that rock. It's not going anywhere and it's, 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 it's still causing as much havoc as it ever has and even more. And the hard place is where we are as a society. Here in Toronto, the gyms and the uh, restaurants and uh, the coffee shops, all of those have been closed to um, sitting customers for the past month and they were supposed to open in the coming weekend, but now they're gonna be closed down again for another month. And, and, and see, that's the hard place. There are so many businesses that are just threatened to go under and they cannot survive months and months of this. And that's number one. And then of course, there on the flip side of that are all the people who have to work, who have no choice but to work. And, uh, and a lot of those are, are the uh, low paid jobs, you know, the service jobs that we all depend on. So this whole question is a conundrum. And, it's, and the solutions are not obvious and they're not easy either. Um, Al? So Rob, do you have any thoughts? Gee, <clears throat> hi guys. Now, all I'm saying is when it first started the virus, it needed a host to propagate itself. Now, this is still the case. We need new hosts to make more viruses and they shed after maybe six, seven days or 12 days. But in one case, they found a lady, she was testing, she tested positive for 150 days and she didn't get COVID. She was tested positive. And in the end, she tested negative because her immune system was on a borderline where it couldn't shed the virus, the immune system. So that's another thing has to be seen. Asymptomatic people who, ha who can carry the virus without being affected, are, we don't know how many there are. And these are the causes of uh, it uh, coming back again, the second wave, is just those asymptomatic people who have the virus and they don't even know about it. So back to you. Gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to throw out some statistics and information for you, which you can yourself find. If, if you were to search online the, the current phrase, current status of COVID-19 in the world, you'll go to a place called World Meters, and they will be able to give you a full count accounting of all of the infections across the world. There, you'll see there right now that there's over 11 million infections, over 1.2 million deaths. You can also go to the John Hopkins site there, they produce the same information, but they're about a day behind in terms of the total count. It will tell you what's going on in every country. And the interesting thing about that, it will also show you how many tests have been done in how many countries. And I conclude from all of this information that the testing that is currently being done is almost ineffectual. The reason for this is we're not doing enough. Now China may be doing enough because the information we have from there is that uh, the number of people that are infected there, even though we don't trust their information, is relatively low. And they may be able to conduct millions of tests a day, but in Canada, we're able to do 60,000 a day. That is barely enough to tell us that we have a pandemic in the first place. Another thing is, and uh, you may have seen it in the media, that many people are being infected that and ending up in hospital that have impaired immune systems. Why is this? Well, it may be because they're not 
doing enough to keep their immune system strong. Taking vitamin D, for example, there was a story in the media recently in France that 80% of the people in the hospitals had a vitamin D deficiency. I'm not saying that's a, uh, that would uh, that a vitamin D's would help prevent the disease or make it make the systems milder, but there's so much information like this out there that is leaking into us bit by bit by bit. And we must individually go out there and follow these leads and find out what's going on. Mario, do you have anything to add to that? Well, I, uh, first of all, I would uh, caution uh, people to be careful when they're doing that. It's great to, uh, to, to do the research, but a lot of people rely on online research and they don't go to sources that are reputable. Uh, and it's very easy to go down a rabbit hole and start getting involved in conspiracy theories and, thing, and seeing things that are not there because conspiracy theories tend to create the illusion that something is there when it actually isn't. Now, I agree with Al as far as um, vitamin D. I do take vitamin D uh, through, throughout this course uh, because it's, 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 it's something that could help uh, your immune system. And there was a correlation, and we've, we've heard about that, and we're not medical people, so we can't prescribe it, we can't recommend it, but we have seen anecdotal evidence that there is a, a certain correlation with vitamin D deficiency and being, uh, and being into the hospitals and getting into hospitals. Now, here is the point, though. Testing is one thing. It's a predictor. It's, it's out there to predict what could happen. The actuality of what we're actually experiencing happens when people go to hospital, when actually are admitted into hospital, and then when they transfer over to ICUs and then deaths. Those are the metrics that really matter. Uh, and if we're watching those metrics beyond just the predictor of what could happen, because in the predictor there's asymptomatic and there's, there's other factors out there uh, that could skew where we're going. So if we're looking at actual figures, those are them. Now, going to Sarab's point that we are um, getting hosts more. The reason why we're getting more hosts right now is because we are in a situation where we have COVID fatigue. Society has been locked down now going at eight or nine months, and we're going to be still looking at down the line, maybe even a year down the line, and still going through this. People need to gear back up the society, they've had enough, they want out, and then this we've seen protests. And that is where the host comes in, and then the virus has great ground and fertile ground to perpetuate itself. Um, so lockdowns are something that has to be looked at as a society, but they have to be uh, well measured out so that they don't cripple a society. Yeah, you're quite right, uh, Marion. One other observation I'd like to make. I was out on the hiking trail about two weeks ago, and uh, one of the people on the hike were a bunch of robust old people who probably will never get the infection. And I, she said to me, do you know anybody who has been infected here? And my group, which was small, 10, 10 hikers, nobody could name somebody that had actually been uh, infected or even died. Now, there are people that can, but when you think of it, only about 10%, no, sorry, correction, 1% of our, of our population is actually being infected. So it's very important that we listen to the, to the information of our leaders on this, this, because you're not going to get it from personal evidence. If we wait 
for, for the people around us to get sick before we do anything, it's going to be way too late. Andrew, your thoughts? Yeah, well, I don't know. We've all been in basically in lockdown mode since, uh, since March, and I guess it's just going to continue. I know that uh, personally speaking, and I'm sure for uh, um, uh, you, you folks as well, you've never really entirely left lockdown mode. I mean, am I not right? You may have gone yeah. out to a restaurant or two, but there hasn't been much. And right now, uh, um, when I'm leaving the house, I'm either taking a walk, you know, a short walk, or I'm making a necessary trip to the uh, supermarket, something like that. So, but um, that's just me. As far as uh, as far as the wider community goes, we have to worry about uh, these businesses that people like me, people like you, are staying away from. I haven't gone to any of these discretionary spending things, you know, restaurants and movies and whatever it might be for a long, long time. I'm not going out and, and, and doing uh, the renovations that I could do, for example, or, or just, I'm just not spending that much money. And then mm -hmm. that's a big issue with society, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, apparently a lot of people have been saving their money and their actual, the, the average debt in society has dropped Mm -hmm. uh, back down to where it was, say, more than 10 years ago when we had the financial crisis, which is probably a good thing. But yes, all that economic, ac economic activity is gone. Now, let, let, me, let me add something to this. And we're talking about lockdowns. As we speak, Greece is in a lockdown, like a universal lockdown in the entire country. And uh, guys, in North America, we've seen nothing. We, we consider the lockdown what we've experienced. In Greece, it's draconian. You have to, you are locked in the house, you're in the house. And uh, basically, in order for you to be able to go out, you have to either SMS or have papers to show that you are allowed to go to the park or to go to work. Police have created blockades on the streets, stopping cars and investigating uh, people that are in the cars to see their papers uh, so that uh, they can be allowed to go. Now, this is a one-month lockdown that they've done and, uh, you know, with the hope that they're going to get it under control because it's gotten way out of control over there. Um, but many societies will not be able to withstand that. And we got to look at the youth here uh, and who feel that they are completely immune to this and it doesn't really matter uh, whether they get sick. And that is a mindset that many times people don't see that us gray-haired ones uh, could be could be uh, vulnerable to getting the transmission. Uh, and Greece has realized that and that's why they've, they're, they're locking down to save their people. Is it great? No. Uh, as I said earlier, it's going to have devastating effects on their economy. Uh, and it will have on ours, but let's hope, let's hope that we get out of this somehow, you know, and I don't really know if vaccine will be a quick solution or not, um, because I, I really have questions about the efficacy of vaccines out there, especially with uh, for-profit institutions developing these things, but that's a whole different subject matter. Well, a vaccine is what it's going to take. I mean, what, what else can take us ultimately? Yeah. What else is going to take us out of this? I, I don't think herd immunity is the solution. Yeah. Well, that's the only other thing that's possible, but that means that all of us must get infected and about 1% of the population of the world must die. Yeah, um, and that's not... Uh, what's that, 70 million people? 
That's what it is. We're you know, nowhere near that. Area, I was told that Romania has the same sort of lockdown as Greece at the moment. So maybe maybe that's what we what the world has to do. Because all Australia. these countries are they're they're just they're going going uh, the numbers are just skyrocketing. And many so places many places if you look at the the test results and what what's testing is being done there must be a lot of infections that are not being reported. This disease is bigger than we think. Yeah. Here's the problem with the lockdown. You lock down your society, okay? You, you, you bring it down to near zero or to zero. Then you open your borders, you open your society, and what happens? It comes back in. Well, that's the thing. That's and the thing. that is where the problem comes in. Yeah, because our schools are open. We're not talking about um, closing the schools again. We closed the schools in March. Uh, they are not contemplating doing that again. Not certainly not yet. Imagine the chaos that would ensue if they tried to do that. And 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 with the schools open, you know, and it it affects family life and the parents and they, you know, whether they can pursue their own jobs or or whether they have to stay home and. Uh, take care of their kids. I mean, the, the, uh, the consequences are, and the ramifications, none of this is easy. How, how do you work your way out of it? So here, here, here is my thought, uh, my final thought on this, and I'm, I'm going to leave it with this. The solution is that if there's going to be a vaccine, pharmaceuticals that are going to be developing this vaccine need to have a transparent system that there is leaves absolutely no doubt in anybody's mind that this is done for the welfare of people. No profits, no patents, no bullshit that basically will create the, the illusion of, of somebody trying to, to gain something from somebody else. You need to get the trust of people in order for people to, to get the vaccine because folks, we're hearing a lot of conspiracy theories about microchipping and nanopods and all that stuff that is in, that you're hearing in, in, in the uh, cyber world that needs to go away in order for society to start functioning again. Yeah. We need to trust. And if we're not trusting, then we're gonna be in this perpetual little mess for a much more longer time than sure. we, we even are imagining at this point. And I'm gonna leave it at that thought for my end. Andrew, your thoughts? Well, or, sorry. It. Myself? Yes. Um, well, I, I can't couldn't agree more. It's the trust. You, you have to trust your um, your your public health um, uh, providers and you have to trust the government and see that's the exact issue. We Canadians score not too badly on that, uh, certainly compared to our neighbors to the south where it is a crisis of confidence. But we have to keep that confidence going. And so when you said earlier, Al, that we've got to be doing our own in research uh, independently and that I was thinking when you said that, that that is not necessarily what we want to do. I think we have to have a, a, a faith and trust and, uh, and, and follow the best advice of our government officials and what they're telling us to do. And we hope that wise heads will make the right choices and that we will do what we need to do in terms of heeding their advice and following the guidelines. I think that's what we can do as people. Sir Ab. Yes. Um, now, all I want to say is everything is fine when we say we've got to listen to what the government is saying and what the authorities are saying, health authority, it's all fine. But what are you personally going to do for your own self? 
or your own immune system, how are you going to work on it? I would say we should start there to make sure that we never get sick by eating the right kinds of food and doing some breathing exercises to strengthen the lungs and your uh, systems inside and uh, meditating because of meditation you can create a wellness within you your antibodies go up you can fight the virus so this is all the thing which you personally can do right kind of food r proper breathing and uh, meditation and having loving thoughts don't get down because of this because this is going to go away but you can make it most you can become more stronger and be able to fight this in, in case it happens by making your vitality up so that should be the watchword is to bring your vitality up by various methods okay thank you gentlemen thank you for your comments i'd like to make my own closing comments which is this there is light at the end of the tunnel but that tunnel is still about six to eight months long and we're going to have to do a lot to get there so look after yourselves first and then maybe you can maybe we will get through this all and have some fun times in the summer to come mm -hmm. thank you everyone okay thank you Bye, everybody Bye. okay thank you <laughs>